even though now as I paint and go into my studio, it's very like therapeutic. Like I set um, essential oils and candles and all that good stuff. But in the beginning, like it took a while to like build that muscle of like, and what it taught me in like beating myself up. It's like, wait a minute, like I need to be kind to myself and give myself permission to make mistakes. Welcome to On the Cusp of Something Beautiful, a podcast for conscious creatives who are on the journey to reconnect with their authentic soul self. I'm your host, Mikalei Imani, and this podcast is simply a guide to welcome you back to your truest self. Each week, you'll be hearing stories from creatives across all paths, sharing their lessons, their wins, and how following their intuitive guidance has allowed them to show up authentically. Along with guest episodes, I'll be sharing my own creative journey as well as the personal wisdom and insight I receive from my spirit guides and cosmic team. I believe that when we reconnect to our soul essence, we are able to show up more authentically in the world and with that comes a deeper connection to our creativity and abundance. My hope is that you hear something today that reminds you of who you are and why your gifts, whatever they may be, are valuable and important to be shared with the world. So, welcome home, friend. I hope you're ready to meet your highest, most beautiful, and rarest self. Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome back to another episode of On the Cusp of Something Beautiful. I am your host, Mikalei Imani, and happy winter solstice. The new moon is also coming up on actually a Friday, so the day after this episode airs. And we're going to get into a little bit of that in a second. Well, let's do it now. We can do it now. So, of course, per usual, I have my handy dandy spirit daughter moon journal here. Um, I always like to tap into these because I have all the seasons, so it's always nice to just kind of, you know, check in. And I have not been on my astrological game at all. So um, I'm using this as an opportunity as I'm doing goal setting and vision casting and, you know, just getting clear on what the new year will look like, like just how I want to show up. And so I think this this time right now that we're about to, that we're entering in, too um is really beautiful and you know it's always a little challenging to kind of shift gears and really slow down because that's what this season um asks us for you know winter season is really about just kind of going inward and reflecting and really just coming up with a plan and strategizing for how we want to move forward um just, I was going to say into spring, but just move forward within the new year, you know, and just um, new beginnings and new starts. And this is really this, the time to set that foundation, to lay the groundwork, you know, and that's something that I'm having to remind myself, like you, oh man, the beauty of creating is in the foundational aspects of it, right? It's like in those, in the bones, in the skeleton of the thing that it is that we're creating or manifesting or, and so it's been quite the lesson for me to just slow down and plan and get prepared, you know, get prepared for the things that you want to call in and that you want to receive. And, um, 
you know, just really giving yourself space to mitigate any anxiety or just um, worry or doubt or fear, you know, um, the more that we can plan for, you know, abundance and plan for things to go well and plan for ourselves to receive the things that we want, um, you know, no matter the timeline or the time frame that, that it comes in, but, you know, just preparation, man, that's really the key here. Um, so that's what I really feel, you know, called to do when, when I approach Capricorn season. It's like, how can I get prepared for the, the thing, for the things that I'm calling in? How can I get prepared to receive what it is that I want, right? So I'm going to read um, just some little, some bites from this Capricorn new moon and sun season journal um, from Spirit Daughter, and I will link um, her her website in the show notes because I highly recommend if you're into astrology um, joining her subscription she does these new moon and full moon journals every single month for each season and um, I did it for about a, a year and then um, every now and then I just kind of like pop into different seasons that I'm really feeling called to to work with which are usually like my sun, moon, and rising, and I have a stellium in Capricorn, so I always like to tap into that Capricorn energy as well, because when you have five planets in one sign, you know, you, you might want to do a little, do a little research. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to stop talking now and start reading. So it says, this is the season to create clear intentions around who you are and what you want to do with your time. Capricorn's energy brings us sheer determination and teaches us that we are capable of accomplishing any goal and living any dream. Nothing is too challenging or too ambitious in the season of the sea goat. Capricorn reminds us that no matter what life brings us, we have the fortitude to meet it and can rise to any level demanded of us. In many ways, this is the season to feel our inherent power and learn to believe in ourselves and our visions. Ooh! Yes, come on, visions. This season is a time to contemplate what is worth your focus or what is worth our focus, our determination, and our precious resources. What warrants your full attention and furthermore, what captures it amidst the constant distractions of the world? And then I'm going to jump down to the energy of Capricorn. No, sorry. More than any other sign, Capricorn reminds us that we have a responsibility in this lifetime, a responsibility to understand who we are, including what we value, what we stand for, and what we believe is fair to ourselves and others. The energy of Capricorn aligns us with our integrity and helps us define it. It brings us back to the center of our being and helps us strengthen the foundation we build everything else upon. Over the season, ask yourself what truths create the basis of your being. What do you honor in yourself? And how can you continue to hold your integrity in every situation? Part of this season is merging your inner world and your outer one. Do you share the most valued pieces of yourself with the world? Or do you hide them behind a mask put on for the approval of others? Whew! That last line. Ouch. Um, okay, and then I'll close out with, over this season, dedicate yourself to practices that help you understand yourself and hear your inner wisdom. Create routines for yourself, which both nourish you and focus your energy. Each day, decide where you want to, de excuse me, where you want to dedicate your energy. 
Be honest with yourself about how much you have to give to projects, people, and yourself. Oh, and really what this is um, calling out to me, especially these last two pieces about, you know, just really getting clear on what what things really um, are worth your time and your energy and exactly like how you want to dedicate, I guess not dedicate, you got to dedicate, I was going to say allocate that time and energy to the things that are actually going to be fulfilling and nourishing and supportive um, to you as a person. And so um, I just held a panel discussion last Saturday called The Power of Setting Soul Nourishing Boundaries. So that's what I was just like, that last paragraph um, I was like, yeah, that sounds like boundaries to me. <laughs> that sounds like boundaries. It's really getting clear on what is worth our um, energy and what is worth our, I think energy really encompasses everything. I was going to say like our, our, our mental, um, you know, energy and emotional energy, but just energy as a whole, like what things are really worth your time and your energy this energy is, man, and I've already known this, but I feel like as I get older and I'm just wanting to also, you know, just have different experiences in life, I'm really, really, really starting to feel, I, I, I always understood it, that energy is currency, but now I'm really starting to feel that energy is currency, okay? Like when you are... You know, it's one of the things that we're, with work, we're navigating as a team, just as, um, you know, just as far as being productive and being efficient, but doing so in a way that is um, in alignment with, like, us as individuals, and that's something that I've been really looking at within myself. It's like, what what are the, act, or I was going to say the products, but the projects, what are the projects and the tasks that really require my energy, my perspective, my, you know, um, my wheelhouse, if you will, of like just talents and contribution and things like that. And what can be like delegated? That's essentially what it comes down to is like what needs to be done, but I don't necessarily need to do it. <laughs> and, and just identifying those tasks, whether it's work related, home related, relationship related, friendship related, whatever, whatever it is. Like, what are those tasks and those interactions, those exchanges of energy that are really just depleting me at the end of the day? And once we can identify that, then we can set our boundaries accordingly. But you have to be in that state of awareness of being able to even figure out, okay, you know, hanging out with this person, I don't feel, you know, happy, joyful, and, you know, I'm, I'm walking away feeling depleted or sad or you know, feeling really moody or, or whatever it is. And so when we can identify those those energetic leaks, essentially, um, then we can create boundaries for them and, and boundaries that will not only, um, I'm going to say protect us, but like really nourish us. They're, they're, they're supposed to, you know, make us feel supported within our human experience and not like, um, what's the word I want to say? Like not, not like, I'm, I'm like shielding myself from something, you know, and that was something that, that came up in the panel, um, 
that I that that I, I kind of hit on. You know, there's a difference between having a boundary and having a barrier. You know, and having a barrier just means nothing. Nothing's getting in, and, and nothing's going out either. You know, so that we're blocked within ourselves. Whereas a boundary really allows us to consciously choose how we're going to engage with um, a person or a situation. And so the, it's just a little bit more empowering to have a boundary because with that comes um, really a level of self-advocation. Like, you know, and, and not all the time does it need to be like a, a verbal or, or um, you yeah, like a verbal expression. Sometimes it, it literally is just an energetic boundary, but sometimes it is a verbal boundary. You have to really kind of like step up and be like, hey, uh, not okay with that or don't agree with that or, you know, whatever it is that you need to give yourself in that moment. So one thing I will say um, that I wanted to offer to you all, if anyone is interested in catching the replay on that, please reach out to me. Um, I'm going to get a form set up uh, as soon as possible. <laughs> I was going to say I'm going to get a form set up so that way um, and link it in the show notes um, by next episode. Um, but in the meantime, if you want to tune into the replay, just DM me at on the cusp wellness, or you can email me, um, at on the cusp collective at gmail.com and just say, Hey, you know, I'd love to, to catch the replay from the panel discussion about setting a soul, nourishing up boundaries, um, and just send me your email address and I'll email it over to you. And so we can do it that way in the meantime. Uh, but I will get a form up so that way you know, you guys can just head into the show notes and um, just grab it from there. Okie dokie. What else did I want to hit on really quickly before we get into our guest episode? How long have I been talking, first of all? Because I've been really trying to keep these short, <laughs> especially when we have a guest episode. I do not, we do not need, you know, a 20 minute intro. So I'm going to wrap it up in a couple of minutes. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I wanted to share Capricorn Insights. Winter solstice, new moon, y'all dig in, tap into this um, Capricorn energy, this earth energy, this earth medicine, get grounded. Today I had to just like do some yoga in the middle of my day and just like release like just all the tension in my body and I just laid on the floor. I mean, I laid on my yoga mat on the floor, but I just laid there and just like felt my back against the floor and just, it felt very supportive. I was like, I need to do this more often. So, you know, do what you got to do, y'all. Ground, ground into your body, ground into yourselves, ground into your experience. Um, and, you know, now's the time to start coming up with that game plan. All right. It's showtime and it's game time. Okay. So the other thing that I wanted to share, is there anything else? I think that's all, y'all. Um, and that Mercury, Mercury, see, can't even, can't even say it. Mercury retrograde is, is coming upon us. <laughs> I just felt called to share that with you all. So communication, you know, now it's the time to get real clear on your communication. Okay. Um, verbal communication, mental, emotional, um, technological, you know, all, all the things just, you know, Go slow, double check, triple check, and, uh, you know, just tune in to yourself before giving any responses. Just give yourself a beat. Just be like, okay, how do I want to respond to this? You can take a breath. You can take, take several if you need to. Um, 
but you know we, we you have to give ourselves that space to to be able to respond and not react okay so there's that on that um alrighty let's get into this week's episode so la two weeks ago <laughs> a couple of weeks ago I sat down with Chanel Renee, um, who is an abstract realist portrait painter, and her work is absolutely gorgeous. So please head to the show notes, look at her website. She has some amazing, amazing work, and um, she's a New Jersey-based award-winning artist, and she explores themes of um, diversity, beauty, freedom, and self-discovery. She uses bold color and painterly brushstrokes to create immersive portrait paintings in oils and mixed media. Her current projects include Grant Street Beach, a series of paintings highlighting African-American generations on the segregated beach of Cape May, New Jersey from the 1920s to 1960s that reference Chanel's own family photographs. And we actually talk about that in the show, um, just a little bit of her family history and how it has influenced her work and her artistry. And it was really beautiful um, just to kind of hear how she even got into painting and got into becoming an artist and um, where she's now. She's doing really great things and, you know, award-winning, as, as, as previously mentioned. So I think it's always, always, always so inspiring when I come across other, you know, creatives who have transitioned out of other careers. You know, she made a, a transition. Um, and she talks about this in, in, in the episode. You know, she, was in, she has a, mar- um, excuse me, a marketing background for almost 20 years a long time to be in an industry you know so when you make a big shift like that um to becoming a painter to becoming an artist and really just diving in deep into your creativity just at a whole new level because marketing you know is very creative as well it's just on a different spectrum but to to really kind of you know dive into your creative journey on this level is is pretty phenomenal so I found her story to be super inspiring, and I think you all will too. Alrighty, and last thing, I highly recommend that you all um, tune in to the very end of the episode because Chanel has a very special offering and a giveaway just for us, just for our community. So you'll want to tune in to the end of that uh, episode to find out how you can win. <laughs> so. Here is my conversation with Chanel Renee. Oh, and happy holidays, y'all, okay? <laughs> y'all have a beautiful Christmas, and I'll see y'all next week. So first of all, thank you so much for being with me today on this beautiful Sunday, Chanel. I'm so excited to chat with you and to hear more about your journey, hear more about how you came into your artistry, your background, all of that. So let's jump right on in. I'm going to have you introduce yourself, and then we'll get started. Yes, Amikala, thank you for having me um, here. Um, my name is Chanel Renee. I'm a professional artist based in New Jersey. Um, I focus on portraitures that reflect um, our um, inner self and primarily focusing on the Black female as a source of inspiration. And um, it's just a pleasure to be here. Um, I just enjoy sharing kind of my journey to become an artist. Um, prior to that, I worked in, um, digital marketing for 20 years. So mm. being a professional artist is very new for me, but it's a journey that I am embracing. 
Mm, I love that. So what essentially even inspired you to start down a path of like, are you said you had 20 years in marketing? That's like, that's some serious time spent <laughs> in that industry. Like, what was it for you where you were like, I think I'm ready for something new, something different? Yeah. So what's kind of interesting in that, like, in my career, I was always fighting it, but I mm. didn't realize it at the time. Um, the, you know, nine to five, those kind of constraints. I love the work that I did mm -hmm. in like marketing, but it was like, you know, being in this corporate setting or something about it would always seem off. Mm. Um, so throughout those 20 years, I kind of experimented of, you know, um, I taught Pilates for a bit. Like there oh, was okay. always that kind of back and forth and I was a wellness coach. So oh, I wow. kind of took little breaks within those 20 years to be like, I think, I'm, you know, I mm -hmm. want to be out of this bounds, but then it, I always kind of brought it back. Okay. Um, but most recently it all kind of hit, you know, 2020, <laughs> the mm. year of the pandemic and things kind of fell into place. I was already like, I call it like creative exploring. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing anything from, you know, macrame to jewelry design. Oh, just to macrame? Like, <laughs> yes, girl, I have like wall hanging. Like I have a That's few, so but dope. I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just like a way to like kind of separate my work day. You know what okay, I mean? Like yeah. just needed that break and just doing something like for myself, but I wasn't really serious. Like as far mm -hmm. as like pursuing it as like a profession or a career. Um, and then when 2020 happened, um, the, the job I had, it's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. It's not like pandemic related. So that company like, like closed the beginning in January. So oh. I was just like, okay, like, you know, I'll look for work. And like, I thought like, you know, in three months I'll find a job, you mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. And of course in three months, <laughs> hello. <you> okay. Know. <laughs> exactly. So it just gave me like really the space to really like hone in. Like I realized that painting was like an expression that I really like was drawn mm -hmm. to. And so I just kind of leaned into that and just started practicing. And like I and it's I'm self-taught. So I'm a self-taught okay. artist. And I kind of think it's interesting. A lot of people think when I think they believe when they hear self-taught, it's like, it just comes from your head which for me <laughs> that's not the case like yeah. I mean I you know I took workshops like I invested in myself like you know okay. I invested in workshops and um so I came across a program that taught me everything like from drawing to painting gotcha. so I know everything from like painting and oils to doing like cool mixed media which wow. I do a lot in my current work now so that just gave me like the pandemic just gave me that space to really focus in on that mm -hmm. and really develop and grow as an artist and it's just so crazy like I guess within that year so I you know I was painting and since I have digital marketing background you know mm -hmm. I create my own website like so those skills are handy as well but um I entered I think for me like the turning point or realizing like, Hey, this is it is I submitted a piece of art, um, for a, uh, art show okay. and it won best of show. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> yes. So just to give you the timeline. So 2020, I really was keying in on art 
2021, mm-hmm. I won Best of Show. Like, so, and I was doing other things as well, but that was kind of like, oh, wow. Like, this is like, like, it was more for me. Like, my work speaks to other people. Like, mm. you know, beyond my, st- like, beyond my home studio, beyond mm-hmm. my family and friends. Like, wow, this is like resonating with other people. So that was, it really made me feel that I was definitely on the right path. So. Ooh, I love that. Oh, well, okay. I have so many questions. <laughs> My first question was just hearing how, cause we've, we've chatted, you know, a little, a little bit prior to recording this. And um, I had, did not know that you had been kind of dipping and dabbing around in the creative pool for a little bit. So I'm so curious to hear, because I feel like, you know, so many of the people who listen to this show are multi-faceted, you know, creatives or multi-passionate. What, what do we call our, like, you know, all the things, right? We're like trying to figure it out. We were, we we're multi-talented. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so what was it for you? Like you were kind of already, like you said, experimenting with these different mediums. So what exactly was it about painting that was like, oh, this is the thing that I'm going to really run with? Um, That's interesting. I guess it was just like I'm painting and I was more drawn to like, for example, if I saw someone's art and it was like the way the brushstroke was or like mm. the colors, it was like something about like, like I want to capture, like it was like, I want to mm-hmm. capture that or I want to learn how to like interpret that for myself. Um, So I think that's why painting stuff for me and also like portraiture was something that I knew that's like. I want to do you know what I mean yeah. that was always something I was really drawn to like I I could paint a landscape but you know <laughs> I you know that's not my thing so mm-hmm. but yeah it's just like that like when you look at a face and just you know those emotions and especially like I not only like I do reflect myself in my work mm-hmm. like I mean not literally I mean I've done a few self portraits but it's more that essence of a black woman and really amplifying her in the world um because you know we're not represented you Mm -hmm. know within art history and you Mm -hmm. know it's like there it's just so interesting because you know I researched art history and you know women in general weren't really portrayed in art and when they were it was more that submissive you know you know they're looking away or they're nude but they're Mm -hmm. nude because that you know the male artist you know is telling them to you know pose and be a certain way and then when it comes to black women they're you know they're hardly there in art history as well and when they are um, portrayed, it's again that submissive role. Yeah. Um, and so in my work, I want to empower the Black female. Um, and it's kind of interesting. There's this thing with the female gaze. So mm-hmm. the strength of the female gaze looks like kind of directly out, like from the canvas. Yeah. So in a lot of my artwork, you will see the the woman looking out, like directly at you know those viewing her, as opposed mm. to like looking off to the side. So. Ooh, wee, that's yeah. really deep. That's so beautiful. So what has that being on this journey? And especially everything that you just shared about, you know, why you choose to really amplify, you know, Black imagery, especially from the female perspective. Um, how has that like healed you, you know, in certain aspects of your life just being, because I, I imagine this to be a very ther- a therapeutic process as well for you. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, 
for me, like in doing art is very therapeutic in the sense of a form of self care for me. Mm. Um, I've, I've like struggled and journeyed with anxiety and depression, like Mm -hmm. throughout my life. So having like art as that release and being able to like to put out my own emotions or to like process things myself has been very important um, in what I do. And it's kind of interesting in terms of like having conversations like with you and Mm -hmm. just getting that out there because I can imagine that other people are having, you know, dealing with anxiety or Mm -hmm. depression and things like that. And, you know, it's, it's okay to like share and it's also okay to get help as well. I mean, I've also done therapy, you know what I mean? Like there's different aspects of it as well, but I feel that my art practice is definitely a, a source um, of, you know, self-care and just Mm -hmm. monitoring my own needs as well. So yes. Mm, I love that. Something I've been learning about a lot through um, my work life and just ultimately having to integrate it into my personal life are creating like habits, like successful habits. And so I have a little bit of experience with painting as well. I took a color theory class in college and it was actually one of my favorite, like to this day, I, when I think about that class, I'm like, oh, it makes so much sense why I really enjoyed that class. Just working, you know, like very similar to what you, how you were describing, like why you were so drawn to painting, like working with color and mixing colors and creating my own colors um, was like one of my favorite parts of, of that experience. And I was just curious, like, when you think about um, just like the process of having to sit down and paint, <laughs> like, you know, all the everything that it that it takes to to just get prepared and then the actual doing or the imagining the, the, the inspiration. I'm curious to hear, like, what was it for you when you were develop, developing this as a practice? Because you said, you know, this is like a form of self-care for you, essentially. And I think sometimes you know, when it, when it comes to self-care, um, you know, it's important to realize that it, it is a practice and it's something that you have to, you know, every day, like set aside time for and, and make time for it, you know, because it is a, a valuable process of our healing journeys, essentially. So what did that look like for you when you're like, okay, I'm, you're investing in yourself, you're taking these classes, these workshops, like when it came down to the actual, like doing the other thing and the practicing of it, was there any resistance to, okay, I'm going to sit down and do this for 20 minutes or I need to draw out my outline? You know, like what was that for you in the beginning? Oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it was resistance because mm-hmm. I wanted to, but I was extremely hard on myself. Like, okay. you know, I'm learning, but it was like if something was like not right, I would be very hard on myself. And then even though it's like I'm trying to strengthen myself mm-hmm. at the same time, I had to learn. Like, so even though now as I paint and go into my studio, it's very like therapeutic, like yeah. I said, um, essential oils and candles and all that good oh, stuff. Yes. <laughs> but in the beginning, like it took a while to like build that muscle of like, mm. and what it taught me in like beating myself up. It's like, wait a minute. Like I need to be kind to myself and give myself permission mm-hmm. to make mistakes because that the truth when you make, mistakes usually in art when you make mistakes you're like about to have a breakthrough so what is that I know so yeah so I mean in the beginning it was difficult and challenging but now I'm in the space where I you know I know the tools I know I know pretty much the tools I'm going to use um and it's usually that time of like it's 
the color like it always mm-hmm. goes back to like okay what colors am I going to use okay when once I know that then I'm good then I can mm-hmm. like roll into the painting and okay. get it ready and all that good stuff but yeah it's just so now it's very like it feels decadent to paint oh, in the studio come on because luxurious I, yes girl yes I mean it's <laughs> I mean, like I said, and now, like I said, it didn't start off that way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, we go through the steps we need to go through. But now it's like a pleasure mm. to be able to be in my studio. So, Ooh. yeah. And I, and love- I stand and I stand by the way. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would love to just zero in a little bit on that. The making the mistakes, the fear of messing up, because I can't even tell you. Oh, I feel that so deeply. I when you said that, it, it flashed me back to a time me and my old roommate we were tie dyeing just for fun. She was just like, "Oh, I used to tie dye all the time in college. Like, let's get some dye. Let's like, you know, it was during the pandemic as well. Let's just like get some T-shirts. Like, not this, this is nothing that anyone's like commissioned us to do. <laughs> like, you know." <laughs> And when I tell you, you're talking about having like a breakdown, like I just felt so irritated that this was not coming out how I like how I envisioned this like figmentative tie-dye project to go. And it like really took me a couple of days to be like, girl, like, re- like release, relax. Okay. Like, and now I wear, I love that shirt. It's, it's one that I wear to sleep all the time, but like, I wanted it to come out a specific way. It did not come out that way. I was upset. I was not happy. For you, where do you feel like that stems from for you? Because I I definitely know where it comes from for me. Um, But I'm just curious to hear like what that has, that journey has been for you. Yeah, no, I mean, I think for me, I've had that perfectionistic, Mm -hmm. I don't know, curse or it's just Mm -hmm. that has been a part of me. I know like throughout my life. So that like oh it needs to be right the first time and it's so funny like I try to journey back to like I don't really know where that came from in sense of like where was that instilled in me um because you know I have you know I have support and you know and Mm -hmm. and other people aren't as hard on me as you know I can Mm -hmm. be on myself Mm -hmm. and that's another like reframing like wait a minute like why am I doing this stuff to myself you know what I mean it's like I should be the kindest to myself. And I think that allowed me to like reevaluate things in a different way. And then also, like you said, like in the learning of making mistakes, it just, at the end, it only gets you better. So, mm. Mm. I yeah. love that. I love that. What was it for you that kept you going through that? This is ugly. I'm not liking how this is coming out. Like what, I guess, what was your inspiration, your why, what were you, like kind of having to really ground back into to keep you moving forward yeah I mean I guess I felt like I had something to say like Mm. I felt that what I was doing ultimately was important not just to me but to other people Mm. that they can resonate with this and as I hone my craft that this is something that I feel is powerful and that I think that I can add my voice to the other narratives out there and like again amplify it so um yeah it, I just felt like it was just important to keep pushing through mm, I love that I love that and when you like w- when you were really transitioning this to become like a business what was that learning experience like 
Um, that was it's, it's well, it's interesting, and that's still a learning process as well. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, so since you know, I do come from that digital marketing mm-hmm. background, so that was again, that was helpful. Like I said, that got my website going. Um, but then it was for me, it was like, okay, so you have an online channel, but there's also in like there's other avenues and different right. ways, especially for artists to you know show their work and. Um, things like that. So it's kind of just kind of figuring out, like, you know, do I go the gallery route? Like, mm. there's some, and then like, you know, showing work in person and like setting up booths, and which mm-hmm. I've done that. And I guess I'm just kind of learning what I and when I say what I like, it's more that works based on my, I guess my temperament. Mm-hmm. If that's not a good word, but it's like. I guess I know myself well enough. Like I'm not going to continue or force a path that I feel like it's not good for me. So for example, um, you know, I, I do, I go to like in-person pop-up shows and it's really exciting, but sometimes the logistics of doing that, like, you know, the tent and all Mm -hmm. that good stuff and packing up the art, which it's fine. I've done it. But I know it's something that I'm not doing it every week. Right. You know what I mean? And I know there's like, I have a lot of artist friends, like they do, they hit that circuit every mm-hmm. week and that's great for them. But I know for me, I'm not going to keep up with that pace. So what are the other things that I can do to like right. diversify um, my art business? So um, I'm actually really starting to love like public art and okay. doing calls for art like that. Um just you know when there's calls for certain exhibits and I feel my artwork is a fit I apply for that so Mm -hmm. I'm definitely you know um you know diversifying you know how I'm showing my work I feel um you know having the website as a self-representing artist I definitely just want to um kind of share more behind the paintings of what you see and Mm -hmm. kind of build that muscle as well as being like a storyteller of of my work as opposed to just only being like the painter of my work like right. there's more here than just the painting you say so oh I love that yeah as you were talking I was like like a um what do they call those videos that like a time-lapse video of like you working on a, like a piece would be so cool I love those kind of videos of like artists photographers there's a um a sculptor that I follow called Lisa Asano uh, or her name is Lisa Sano, and she'll do like these time lapses of her, like uh, on like the the what do you call the clay wheel or whatever it's called, like the oh, little spinning thing. Yes, <laughs> that, yes, that forms the the clay, and it's like I could watch those videos all day because it's just fascinating to see that to actually see the process, you know. And then she'll mm-hmm. show you the end result and and everything. And so that I think people would love that. Oh yeah, definitely. I and also it's like and just kind of being visible and vulnerable. I mean, that's the thing as mm-hmm. an artist as well. Um, there's already the vulnerability of creating the work and showing yeah. that, and yeah. you know, getting people's reaction. But then there's also the vulnerability of the artist, me showing mm-hmm. up and like you know talking about my art or meeting people and networking in a way where it's it's funny when you know I did marketing for other people Mm -hmm. it was 
easier in my it was easier to like <laughs> promote them and talk about them but then when it uh-huh. came to myself I'm like oh like oh that's my job too like right you know right. it's just kind of that rebate like no you've done this for other people like it's okay to do it for yourself and you should mm-hmm. be doing it for yourself so yeah mm, I love that and as you were speaking something that I've been really working through is um just like infusing more of what I do with like my love and really allowing that process to be like, you know, uh, like self-care for my business or self-love for my business, if you will. And I feel like that's so much of our journey as entrepreneurs, as creative entrepreneurs, as, you know, like sensitive beings and, and all of that stuff is like, really, how can we align with our creative goals, our creative businesses, you know, however you're pursuing that? Um, like, how can we do this in a way that that feels like we're loving on ourselves and, and loving in our business and loving on the people who are going to receive what we're, what we're sharing, what we're offering. And it's been a very interesting, like just unfolding of, I guess the depths of love and self-love and, and, and what that can look like and what that can be um, integrated into essentially outside of just my physical vessel. Like I'm having to really expand that you know, for myself, do you, have you found that to be a very similar process for you or? Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting. You said self-love. I mean, that's kind of one of the major themes that Mm -hmm. I explore. Like at the end of the day, I want particularly black women to feel, be in love with themselves, Mm -hmm. like, and having that and that self-care piece, but also that like I, I am beautiful inside and out, like, you know, connecting mm-hmm. those and bringing those together. Um, A lot of my works have like this abstract background and then very like realistic figure. And for me, the abstraction is like equates to the emotion and the mm-hmm. internal. And sometimes it's turmoil, but sometimes it's just like your thoughts and your imagination, like all the things that are inside of you that's kind of swirling around. Yeah. So that's what I like, like that's how I equate my abstractions and my figurative works together. But yeah, no, it's always about the self-love and how, mm. you know, how to be kinder, finding ways to be kinder to myself. Mm. Um, and then, like I said, and allowing other people to find that through the work that I offer. So, Yeah. Mm, I love that. I'm curious, who are some of your creative inspirations in the art world and outside of the art world? Oh, wow. So that's kind of crazy because, I mean, there are definitely artists that I look up to and admire, but I do get a lot of inspiration. Not Maybe it's not surprising, but like um, home design, like oh. just interiors, mm-hmm. um, garden, floral arrangements. Oh. Um, you know, I, I, I follow quite a few, um, floral designers, um, and apologies. I don't have their names on the top of my head, but oh, yeah, yeah, no, um, there's, and it's funny as far as like looking at artists, like mm-hmm. earlier in my development, of course, I looked at it like, oh, I wish I could do something similar, like some technique or some mm-hmm. color or some aspect of their work. But now I kind of look at other artists in terms of how they market themselves as opposed mm-hmm. to their art. And I kind of find that for me, it's like I built the own confidence in my own work. Like I'm not 
looking at other art more for the technique. It's more like, oh, well, how do they grow their audience? How are they using Instagram? How are they building their email list? Mm -hmm. Um, So when I look at other artists, it's from a different perspective. I want to be more like, what are they doing more internally in their business? Um, But yeah, I mean, and pottery, you mentioned, I Mm -hmm. I follow them as well. I could be lost in, you know, watching (laughs) them spin the wheel and like, oh, what's going to happen next? So it's just like, um, I definitely feel that I get my um, inspirations from other forms. I mean, fashion is another um, area, just um, just so many things. So, yeah. Mm. You know what? When you said interiors, I got an idea and I was like, that's actually kind of brilliant that you are, that you do draw inspiration from interiors and like in home design and things like that, home decor, because that's where people are putting their art <laughs> on in their homes. <laughs> so that's probably, yeah, it's probably a good place to look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And even too, like, I was like, was thinking like, wow, how dope would that be if you were to, if you were to collaborate with like home decor line or brand or something like that and you know to kind of get that because that's essentially people are going to put this in their homes they're going to put this in their their own studios or their office or wherever and so if you're like partnered or connecting with you know an interior designer or you know like home decor line or something like that that's like a match made in heaven right there absolutely that would be an amazing amazing uh, collaboration um and like you said just kind of that you know that match or that feeding off of each other's creative mm-hmm. energy to create something um, holistic and both aesthetic. So yeah, that's definitely something I would love to do. So mm-hmm. right. yeah. it's, well, it's out there in the universe now. It's out so. there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> I love that. What do you like when you think of your art, what um, color palettes do you typically find yourself kind of being drawn to? Yeah, definitely like the cools, like the blues, mm-hmm. um, purples. Um, if it's like the red, it's definitely like the magenta, so the cooler mm. reds. Um, so yeah, that's like that's my go-to. <laughs> oh, so, I yeah. love that. I love that. And when you're coming up with your collections, how does that process typically work for you? Yeah. So, um, well, I'll give an example. Well, I'll give an example of a few. Well, one is a departure. So one of my current series is called um, Grand Street Beach. So Mm. it is about um, the segregated beach of Cape May, New Jersey. Wow. Um, And so my family has been in Cape May and West Cape May for generations now. So giving you a few dates. So my grandmother, (laughs) (laughs) my grandmother and grandfather, who have passed. But my mm. grandmother was born in 1916, and my grandfather was born in 1912. So just okay. to give you some, and their parents were also from my area. So what? Yes. So generations of African Americans um, living in Cape May, wow. um, and in the area. So, and I always. Um, find it interesting so now like I always say oh there were so many more mm-hmm. African Americans in this community back in their time as opposed to like the current time which I find it to be kind of mind-blowing when you mm. think about like you know um you know diversity and you know populations and mm-hmm. you know um how um 
instead of growing more of a dwindling population. So, mm. um, so all that to say, so I decided because I would go to um, what we call our beaches based on the streets that are on. So Grand Street Beach in Cape May mm-hmm. is where I was um, brought growing up. Um, it wasn't segregated, obviously. Um, but I always questioned, like, why do we go to this beach? Right. And my my mom or whoever took me to the beach was like, it's just where we go. Mm. You know how, you know, folks, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you just get that answer. It's just where we go. It's just where right. we do type of right. thing. So as I grew up, it came to realize, like, and also it was like referred to, oh, this is a black beach. And, you know, I'm like, okay, like, why? Like, it's right. so why? Um, so it was designated the um, segregated beach when segregation existed. Um, and, you know, like in the South, when they would have like blacks only like signage that would state that like it wasn't that overt mm-hmm. here. Um, actually, there was a building, a pavilion that would be on the beach that would denote where the black beach was. So, Mm. um, you know, instead of being blatantly saying, you know, blacks only type of thing, it was like the people in the area knew like where this pavilion was, that's where, that's where we went to the beach. You know what I mean? So, um, so using um, family photos and other families in the area, um, I did a series of works that, Or, you know, and I wanted to reference it, even though it's segregation and you were basically, you were, you know, forced, or if you wanted to enjoy the beach, this is where you had to be. But also for me, it became a tradition. So it's kind of like from segregation to a tradition of choice. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to exemplify like, um, people enjoy themselves. This is where you went. This is where the community went. This is where you knew you could find your friends, your family, mm-hmm. um, people that would still come. There were people that, you know, would come from Philadelphia that would come here for this summer. So, like you knew you wow. would connect with those people um, at Grand Street Beach. So I just wanted to show um, it in a, in a light where people are enjoying themselves. So mm-hmm. for example, um, there, <laughs> there was one photo, there was these two guys, and they're in, first of all, people wore interesting outfits, um, like, you know, in the 20s and 30s, I like, know. they're wearing, like, full suits on the beach, <laughs> like, I couldn't even imagine, so, and they're, like, horse playing, like, it's, like, weird, one guy's head's, like, I mean, you have to go check out it on my website, but okay. yeah, um, it's called shenanigans, but yeah, I mean, there's just so many different interesting photos that I used. Um, there was one, there was this woman, she was, so they had um, pageants, like beach pageants, for, again, that represented each um, street on the beach. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there was um, this Grand Street who was an African-American woman um, and she she's still around and I, you know, I know her. So mm-hmm. I did one painting that portrayed, you know, Miss Grand Street Beach um, and others like my grandparents that are on like, um, the boardwalk, you know, and, mm-hmm. and even though they're not here to share their story, like I always interpret it as like, maybe, you know, that's where our folks went, like after church on a Sunday, mm-hmm. like you were in your Sunday's best and you went to the beach and you, mm-hmm. you know, you dated, you hung out with your girlfriend, like, you know, you just lived your life. Um, 
you know, even though you were, you know, made to be in an area. But then again, like I said, this helped you form, like, this is where you knew you could find your people. And as generations continued, um, it just became the place you went, you know? Mm. So, um, so that was more of a personal, like, I wanted to share the story because, you know, I live here, I have family roots. And so I created that series. Um, And then there's, other series where it's more about like I want to like like I said we talked about self-love I did Mm -hmm. a series um um actually it's called get loved up so (laughs) it's called get loved up and it's like and I just I took that as like like I said I always know my uh, subject's always going to be um a figure portrait Mm -hmm. and so that's the easy part so again it's just like what is the emotion what is that underlining story of of the painting and what I again what is the story I'm trying to convey and share in that work and that just informs everything else like the colors or what's happening with the abstraction um, so yeah, it's usually what I'm trying to say. All that just answer your question. <laughs> I guess it's what I'm trying to say and communicate um, usually drives like when it comes to a series or collection. Mm. So yeah. Mm, I love that. And how frequently are you putting out these these collections or series? Um, well, it's interesting. So I typically always worked in a series. Like I would like develop like, okay. Um, I did a series on the Zodiac. So mm, like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, obviously it's 12 paintings. And <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I would just kind of work that way. Um, most recently I started paint kind of one-offs, mm-hmm. like just go to paint. Like I you know, see someone that I find to be inspiring. Like I want to paint that person. And then it's like, mm-hmm. then I pull my colors and kind of go from there. That's kind of been fun as well. But yeah usually always like a series or a collection that it's like okay these all are together and mm-hmm. usually it would be like I was like cranking out painting so probably like two to three like times of year of like you okay. know doing a series yeah okay okay yeah so this is this is um there's like space in between now that is that mostly because you're working on the paintings in between before you're starting on your next series or Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of always want to give each painting also their space, like in the creation of the piece, but then Mm -hmm. also because I have to put my art business hat on as well, like promoting the pieces Mm -hmm. and like getting that story out there and just kind of sharing what they're about. Um, And then, yeah, and then I also want to decompress. So even though Mm -hmm. I love being in my studio, like I have to like turn it off or step away just to give myself like to refuel myself and um, kind of give space for other things to come to me mm-hmm. so sometimes you just need to be kind of still or just kind of step away from a space to like have inspiration come to you again so right, yeah right and how do you know when you've completed a piece like how do you know like you're not like okay let me go back and fix this oh let me go back and oh wait let me tweak this like when, like when you come to that place of like this is complete I feel good about this that's a great question um I'm thinking back on my most recent painting Mm -hmm. um I guess when I applied so right now I'm doing um a lot of mixed media that incorporates Mm -hmm. pastel so 
I do the pastel at the end. Okay. Um, so that's kind of when I know I'm at, at the end because I start to use the, the, that material. Um, because I don't know, it's like that twinkle of an eye. It's like you could paint something and it looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, you could paint something, it looks good. And then it starts like, oh, it looks better. Mm. Or you do like a little highlight. And that's like the one thing it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it, it looked fine before, but then you just add something uh-huh. extra and it like comes to life. So yeah, I think probably when I'm ready or I feel like I'm at the point where I'm like picking up my pastels to add that accent or, mm. you know, something like that. Yeah. And then mm. I know that she's done. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So it's like an in- an intuitive feeling. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm, I love that. So let's talk about your intuition. How, what has been your, um, your process, your journey to leaning into that more? Was there like a particular circumstance or experience that you had where it's like, okay, I need to figure out how I can better trust myself or like, what is this intuition thing? Like, like walk me through that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I think I've been fighting with my intuition, like my whole life, Mm. Um, again, in the sense of, you know, a 20 year career that again, it just it just wasn't a good fit for me. Like Mm -hmm. I said, the constraints of the nine to five and really not kind of creating the things I really wanted to, but I resisted and not really listened to my inner self because like, Oh, this is a stable job. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So kind of that switch or, you know, more leaning into it kind of happened more recently. Okay. Um, I listened to um, a lot of meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, I also feel like moments of grounding and connecting with myself, like just bring presence. Like if I could take a moment where I consciously breathe and mm. I'm like, okay, feel the breath come in mm-hmm. and exhale. Like those moments where you're just kind of coming back to myself. Yeah. I think that helps build my intuition muscle. Um, but it also helps when you listen to it. And okay, you all, listen. <laughs> right because I've gotten to the point where I if I have like a calling or like an interest or you know I mean mm-hmm. it could be you know like oh I find that interesting like so instead of just saying that and leave it there like well what are the next steps I can do to like whether it's like oh let me read like maybe it's reading a book mm. maybe it's like if it's like work related, um, let me look into that opportunity a little more. Oh, what does it take to do X, Y, Z? So instead of it just coming and like, okay, it came and it passed, like it comes and it's like, okay, I need to listen. What's like, like that one next best step? Like, doesn't mean that I'm totally all in, but I'm not ignoring it. Like I'm Mm. like, hello, I'm listening. Let me dig a little deeper so yeah yeah yeah. and are you journaling this down as you're like kind of getting these nudges oh that's so crazy I am not the best journaler (laughs) I'll tell you that right now um I live a lot in my head okay good or bad but yeah and it's weird because I do have pretty good recall of things Mm -hmm. but yeah I mean when it comes to like like more goal oriented things like I definitely like my notes you know (laughs) my notes are filled with like 
things and all that good stuff. So, I mean, because I always think of like journaling, like you have your journal and your beautiful journal and your pen, like where it's like, no, I'm just jotting it in my notes. <laughs> like in your notes app? Yeah. 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 yeah same. Same. So. I do a little bit of both, but I have notes app this full. <laughs> Well, I guess I, I guess I do to a sense, but yeah, I always think of journaling like, yeah, you have your 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 beautiful pen, your beautiful notebook. It's like, yeah, no, it's more digital mm-hmm. for me. But yeah, mm-hmm. and what's that feeling for you when you do get one of these kind of these um, nudges or downloads, one of these hits? We we call them all kind of things. Um, when you're like, oh, that's I'm I'm going for that one, like that that idea, that's it. Like, what does that yeah. feel like for you in your body? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I guess it's like a little spark goes off. I mm-hmm. think for me, because I think I'm initially I'm brain focused, like a brain, and then it hits the gut or the yeah. heart. Yeah, yeah. So it's like kind of that light bulb or spark or, and it's like this curiosity mm. and then it starts to like filter through my body and then it's Ooh, like okay curiosity. I need to listen to that yeah oh I love that I love yeah. that oh I love that so much that's something I've been really leaning on working learning I'm <laughs> trying to remove work from my vocabulary <laughs> that's something I have been learning to lean into more that curiosity there's um I don't know if you watch um what's the name of that show Ted something Ted Lasso and there was a line, I think it was like in season two, when he was talking about how his mother taught him that, um, how did he put it? People, oh, people who tend to criticize, uh, of course, I'm going to jack it up. <laughs> he was talking about, um, like, when you lean in more into criticism, it basically eliminates your ability to be curious. So Ooh. people who... It was like the way he was using it was framed in the reference of like judge, like when you judge other people, people that that judgment tends to come up because people are criticizing other people instead of being curious about them. Mm-hmm. And I've ever since I've heard that, I've taken so much out of that. And I wish I phrased it better, like the way he said it. But that's basically the gist. Um, but ever since I've heard that, that's been something that's I've really been working to learning to instill within me is am I being overly critical of myself or others or am I coming from a place of curiosity because when you come from a place of curiosity there's just so much more openness and expansiveness and you know you're willing to try things or learn something new or reach out to the person or or whatever it is and so when you said that I was just like yes that I mm-hmm. have am learning that lesson as well just to stay curious because it's so easy to fall into that trap of being judgmental and in any time we're judging someone else it's because we're judging ourselves you know so it's like for me I feel like the more I can catch myself in those moments and and reframe it into curiosity the better off I'm going to be because <laughs> that's going to inspire me to actually take action you know like if I'm coming from a critical place that's not like what's the word I want to use that's not inspiring you know, mm-hmm. that's not inspiring at all. It's very limiting and, and restrictive. So I, I love that, 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 that's something that you also kind of, you know, tap into and lean into that curiosity piece because it's important, you know, it's important. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. It's like our, our body and our intuitions are our greatest learner. Like, oh it's, my gosh. Yes. You know, I mean, yes, you can like 
look externally, but our answers are always within no matter mm-hmm. like you could have someone guide and mentor you and all that, all those things are great. And those relationships are great. But in the end, we are the only ones that can tell us our truth and yeah. what we're meant to do. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm curious to hear a little bit about your spiritual practice. What does that look like for you on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. So so I meditate in the evening. So okay. it's like I download my day um through, you know, I use meditation apps and I mm-hmm. just like I and I like the ones I like it's interesting. I like ones that are more talks. Like I mm. just like to hear someone's point of view. Mm-hmm. Um and sometimes, you know, meditate the true meditation experience where you're breathing and all that good stuff. That's fine too. Um I do like some yoga nidra. Okay. Um but yeah, I just kind of like to hear a perspective on a certain topic. Um, but, and then outside of that, like I try in the morning just to take a moment just to breathe. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at. Like I said, it's those moments of just coming into myself, like where I'm feeling like overwhelmed or a little frazzled. It's like yeah. kind of learning to like just take a break. And I feel like anytime I'm in tune with my body, like that's my spiritual practice. Um, I, I um, do Kundalini yoga, mm-hmm. which I really enjoy because it's related to your chakra system. Yes. Um, and, and I find that to be freeing. Um, it's funny. I, uh, <laughs> I resisted yoga like a lot because I, you know, I don't know. I would, I would do a yoga class, but I wouldn't feel connected to it. But when I tried Kundalini yoga, because mm-hmm. the movements are so different, I don't know. It just resonated with me and I could truly feel like things opening up, like those yeah. true sense. Like if you're like working on your throat chakra, like I felt that difference. So, um, I think those, those types of things is how I feel I am grounded and, um, maintain like a spiritual practice um mm. I'm also a bit <laughs> of a crystal collector yeah so, <laughs> me too like throughout the house um and it's crazy like I I you know I have different types of crystals but particularly I have a Lumerian crystal Ooh, and when I tell on, you Lumerian I need to get me some wow that's a reminder thank you yes but when I tell you Mikola I had it in my hand and I feel the energy, like, you know, what I mean? mm-hmm. like, when like, oh, like, you know, so like, no, I didn't feel it. I felt it in, like, I could feel it radiate in my hand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know what I mean? Like that connection. And again, like earth elements and nature. And I think all of those things combine to create our spiritual experience, yeah. at least, you know, the way I see it. Um, so yeah, having those things, um, throughout my home and just holding it or, you know, meditating, sitting with it, um, in my hand, um, just kind of all those things, even having a cup of tea, you know, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> just those, like you said, moments with myself, I feel are, you know, great mm. ways to be spiritual. So, yeah. I love that. Um, Something that came as you were talking about the the chakras. I love Kundalini yoga too, and I haven't done it in a while. But when I used to be in it, it was definitely a very invigorating feeling. And I think for me too, 
because I don't have a lot of fire in my chart. So like having that like energy is kind of like pulsing and like moving through your body. It's very invigorating and like enlivening. (laughs) So I think it's definitely helpful for people who kind of struggle with that, um, like that doing and like taking action and, and just having that, that, that fire energy really within you, that passion. Um, but I was just curious, which chakra do you feel like you are the most connected to just innately? Um, the root. I oh, would say really? I'm brown. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm brown. Like, it's weird. Like, even though it'd be a creative, I'm grounded. Like, I'm like, mm. I have, like, my energy is just, like, even keel. Or that's how I prefer my energy to be. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, I can just be, like, grounded and present. And then I can, like, be in a room. Like, I'm introvert, introverted. Um, and it's more that energetic. You know, yeah. like if there's a lot going on, like I, you know, like I don't want to feel like other people's energy kind of thing. But yeah, no, I would say, yeah, root. I love that. And then I remember too, you're a Virgo. So yes, that makes sense. That's yeah. energy. That's like <laughs> yeah. your home base. You're like, take me back to the earth. <laughs> I love that. Do you know your moon sign, your rising? I don't. I don't. Oh, but I'm I am, so I'm like, I, I know. I want to. I want to do. Do you? If you have any recommendations, but yeah, because oh, yes. I okay. <laughs> I have lots of apps for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to to know what your what your moon and rising is. This is to see like what other energies are also mm-hmm. at play here. <laughs> no, definitely. I would love to tap into that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been such a beautiful conversation and I'm so grateful to have you here on the show. I'm so grateful to be, to, be, to have been able to chat with you and to hear more about your story. Um, and just before we close out, I do have a couple of more questions for you. Any advice that you have for people who may be interested in painting or just wanting to get a little bit more um, practice in, into their painting, you know, practice if, if they are already an artist in that way. Um, any tips, tools, or what's something that people should just kind of be um, aware of when they're beginning to, you know, potentially go down this path? Yeah, I mean, definitely be kind to yourself, but Mm -hmm. also take a step. Like, if you're short on time, like, just draw, like, have a, a, like, a, journal like drawing pad like mm-hmm. with you throughout your day um on your lunch break when you have moments of time in your day like just do something creative mm-hmm. and if you want to do more like painting like have a travel little paint kit with you um just something um even if you're just kind of playing with colors like mm-hmm. just something small and then just be you know be kind to yourself and just practice um, I've actually, I created a workshop. Mm. It's a self-portrait workshop, but it also combines mindfulness and um, meditation oh, prompts. Wow. So throughout that process, you're getting in tune with yourself. And then um, each week you're building your self-portrait. So mm. you first start like creating your reference and then you know, we'll explore mixed media materials and then, you know, practice your drawing. And then by the end of that process, you would have a completed drawing, but you also have taken care of yourself. Like you've honored some self-care, mm. you've gotten in tune with 
who you are and truly we are like I call it pure essence Mm because you are truly painting your pure essence so you know if that resonates with the listeners I definitely invite them to um, join my waiting list which is Mm -hmm. on my website in the teaching tab but yeah and and also even just explore like be kind to yourself I've also done um teachings um at a flower farm and Ooh. I would always tell I know it's oh girl <laughs> it was like <laughs> that the sounds amazing yeah yeah um and I would always tell people like it doesn't matter like you know what I was talking about like having kindness and grace for myself mm-hmm. as I was learning like I I teach in that way like mm-hmm. You could. I always tell people, here's how I do it, and you could do it like me, and that's fine and great. But if you want to do it like this, or if you want to use a different color, like I just open it up to let other people find their own voice as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever you do is okay. Like there's no mistakes. You know, that's how I, you know, I treat my students. There's no mistakes. Um, and always kind of creating that safe place for others like you know we don't you know we don't criticize people you know it's like it's safe um place for that so yeah I mean definitely if people are resonate with that experience I would invite them to join the mailing list but as far as just creating it's just do it do something Mm. every day if Mm. you can yeah Mm, I love that thank you for sharing And my last question for you is, since you've been on this creative journey, what has been the biggest lesson that you've learned this year from 2022? What do you think has been like the overall takeaway for you? Okay, actually, this is, oh, I love this question. Okay, (laughs) so I would, I like to do, so at the beginning of the year, instead of a um, resolution, Mm -hmm. I like to focus on a word of the year. So. This past year um, was visibility. So I feel I've stepped out to be more visible in ways I feel I would have tend to shy away from. Mm -hmm. So um, I definitely feel that has been kind of my lesson throughout this year, like being more visible, um, both, you know, in that, you know, social media space, uh, but also in my, you know, my local space as well, mm-hmm. just being more visible. And it's funny, I was looking at my horoscope today, and oh, yeah? next year is vulnerability, which I feel oh. like I'm leading into that as well. But I love it. I'm like, oh, I got the V's, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> <V's>. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. I was like, okay, I think I'm, I'm ready for that. Like I said, it's not an easy muscle for me, vulnerability, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm I know I need to step into that and it's kind of building up that like that tough skin of like oh yeah knowing who I am so it so I could say it doesn't matter like you know what I mean yeah, yeah, be able yeah. to say it doesn't matter what you think because I know who I am you know what I mean mm-hmm. so um yeah but no I feel yeah oh I love that oh okay I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a challenge <laughs> I'm gonna give you a challenge okay since your word is vulnerability. <laughs> Not 2023 yet. Ah! No, <laughs> but we got to start embracing it now. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, and, and, and to be completely fair, you definitely have been, you know, vulnerable within our discussion today. But just to give us a little, 
a little, little cherry on top. What's something that you would like to share that you would like to, to be able to exercise this new path of vulnerability with? Um, wow. Let's see. I would say that through my experiences, I know that like life is messy Mm -hmm. and, you know, I think, you know, sometimes you feel as though that you have to put on that, like, everything's perfect. Everything's beautiful. Like my studio looks great. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think being vulnerable and sharing like, no, my studio is a mess right now. Like, you know, like just <laughs> yeah. those things, and especially like me, a Virgo. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just those things of like, it's not like, I maybe the perfection is, are the flaws type of mm. thing. And just kind of like, I want to pull back, like you said, pulling back the curtain of just saying, like, it's messy, but yeah. it's okay like it's messy and it can still be beautiful yeah like and I think just like I said just showing up and showing up you know that's like a phrase that's used overused but Mm -hmm. for me showing up is you know saying like this wasn't a great day like this is what I and then maybe this is what I learned from it because I do feel that when Mm. there is like when you are having struggles there is a learning so it's not just like like oh I had a bad day and like but I feel like I need to bring yeah and I feel and especially if I share that I need to bring the value of the other side so yeah not just oh I had a bad day Mm, bye bye (laughs) y'all It's like I had a bad day, but when I looked at my doll Kojo, it like made it a little softer. You know what oh, I mean? Kojo, like, yes. So yeah, so sorry to be with us this time, but yeah, because he's loud. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like those, like the the messy with the learning, mm. and I think that's where I want to have my vulnerability at that, like not just. Uh uh uh. It's like uh. So this is what I learned. Like this is what I learned, and maybe you can apply that to your life too. So and that's so empowering. And something I definitely tried to I. Yeah, something I definitely try to remember too, because it can be so easy to just. Some challenges sometimes they be they be having us forgetting who we are, why we're here, what we're doing. And I love what you said about, and we know this, you know, bring the value, bring the value, bring the value. But when you're talking in terms of like going through some stuff, right. And you're trying to just figure out how do I get back into balance? That was my, I pulled a card today. That was like my, my word for today, balance. Like how can I get back into balance though? I'm feeling a little off. I'm feeling shaky or whatever. And I think just being able to sit down at the end of the day, be like, okay, today was a rough one. Today was a really rough one, but what did I learn? What can I take away from this day that I can, you know, learn or practice or instill embed into tomorrow, integrate <laughs> into tomorrow? So you definitely um, hit the nail on the head with that one. I was like, oh, you really do got a thing with these V's, visibility, vulnerability, <laughs> and value. That's like the trifecta. <laughs> Oh, That's God. your framework. <laughs> right? <laughs> I 
I love it though. But, but it feels so empowering though. When you said that, what is the value? I was like, oh, right. What is the, like, what am I meant to extract out of this experience? Because it's not for nothing if I don't want it to be at least, you know? And that's really mm-hmm. powerful. Thank you for that. We can end on that. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And I know you do have a very very beautiful and special offering that you want to share with us. So before we head out, please go ahead and let us know what you're giving away. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's so, it's been such a pleasure being on the podcast Thank and you. I wanted to do something special for your listeners. So I am offering a um, art print giveaway from mm. um, my Get Loved Up series. We talked a little bit about that earlier, yeah. but basically it's, a love letter to self and Mm. that's basically what these paintings represent so you can head over to um it's bit.ly slash art print gift so you can go there and it's there is a charge for shipping but other than that you get your free print delivered right to your doorstep so enjoy Yes, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and for offering that with us. And we'll be sure to link that in the show notes as well as the wait list that you shared about. We'll definitely be be sure to link that in the show notes as well. And just real quickly, where can people find you, follow you, all of those those good things? Oh, yes. Um, you can find me on my website, ChanelRenee.com and on Instagram at being Chanel Renee. Awesome. Thank you so much for this lovely and amazing conversation. I'm so grateful that we connected and I'm so blessed to have you on the show. And, you know, I know your story is going to really help and impact other people who are either coming from a similar background or maybe not coming from a similar background at all. But, you know, they have an interest in painting. They have an interest in sharing their creativity in whatever medium that may be. And so just hearing, you know, really cool and diverse stories such as yourself it's it's empowering and it's impactful so thank you very much for that oh thank you so much for having me it's been a it's been a pleasure yay well I would love to have you back on the show so we can make that happen as soon as you'd like but definitely you are always always welcome so don't be afraid to reach out (laughs) oh thank you so much thank you yay well we'll see you next time bye Hello, beautiful being. I just want to thank you for listening to this week's episode. If there's anything that you heard in today's episode that really resonated with you, go ahead and send it to a friend who could use a dose of insight or inspiration. And if you're really feeling about it, leave a rating and review, letting us know what you enjoyed about the show. Until next time. Bye.